Everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gams, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it. Everybody feels it, but what do you do with it? How can you get it handled so you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gams, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, along with registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How you doing today? I am doing wonderfully. Thank you. Excellent. Interesting topic we're going to touch on today, and I'm 100% on board with this one. It's work smart, not hard. Yeah, most people would like that. <laughs> yes, they would. With a few uh, few less hours, I might add, but it, it's, uh, as you've so often told me, it's the power of a system. Where do you want to dump in on this one? Yeah, well, let's talk about the idea in general, right? Because a lot of people, I, I think, you know, in our Western culture here, um, there is a little bit of a bias towards hard work. Um, there's that whole Protestant work ethic, you know, hard work is its own reward and that sort of thing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with working hard. I don't think that it's, it's, it's a negative thing necessarily, but um, there's no, like, if there's an easier way, there's no virtue in doing it the hard way. Um, so, you know, this is this is my whole point of this is that, Let's look for ways to be more streamlined. Let's look to be way, ways to be more leveraged. And in that way, you can get a lot more accomplished with much less effort, which then frees up a whole bunch of your energy to do other stuff like hang out with your family or go golfing or, you know, take a nap or whatever else you want to do. And it reduces your stress. This is the other, this is the big part of why I wanted to do this topic because when we do things the hard way, we have to put in more effort. It, it takes longer to get things done. And there's nothing wrong with it if we got lots of time and there's no rush. But many of us, as we know, are short on time right now. So, um, you know, being able to have a system to make things easier, whatever that thing is, is always a good idea. Let's start with this. Is this a North American thing? Because I, I talked to other people in other countries. I was through Central Europe this past winter. And they're all about the downtime, and they don't necessarily feel they should be working five days a week. They're very big on a four-day work week in some of these countries. Uh-huh. Is this a North American thing that we're dealing with here? Let's let's go that route first. I, I think it is to a lot of to a large extent. Um, there is this this idea that we got to be busier and work harder and keep pushing. And so um, I do think that other places uh, do have a very different ethic around work and um and just you know what are their values where where do they go with what is important to them and and it may not always be productivity i mean productivity is good but you also need to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor so laboring is okay getting fruits is good but you need to eat the fruit sometimes right (laughs) you need to be able to have some downtime to hang out with your friends and your family and and be able to enjoy um, what you've been able to create with your with your labor and your effort. Well, talking with one of my cousins overseas, he's kind of not only is he surprised, but a little appalled that in North America the standard is two weeks off 
during the mm-hmm. week. For some people, it's three weeks. And over there, they really push a little harder for downtime so they can do other things. And, uh, and he says that he's seen better productivity come out of that. And Absolutely. So, so let's kind of now jump into, uh, I guess, uh, the regular way we're doing things now and maybe how we can free up some some brain space, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's funny because you would think the harder you work, the further you get. But we know, and you know, you and I have talked about this on other episodes, the whole idea of the law of diminishing returns uh, play, gets, you know, plays into the whole thing. And your efficiency, um, not just because you're, you're working too hard and your efficiency goes down, but if your stress goes up, your brain kind of de-evolves, right? And you, you're not able to um, be your best. You're not able to produce at the same level that you could before. So if you're under stress or if you work too long at the same task without changing it, um, neither thing is good for your productivity. So it doesn't surprise me that your cousin says that in these countries where um, they have more time off and they, they, they have a premium on you know, quality of life and those sorts of things, that they actually, have, they actually produce more. They they um, they would probably also see a re- reduction in their healthcare costs, whether personally or as a country. So their GDP goes up, their healthcare costs go down. Um, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good deal in my books. Speaking of books, I'm just pulling the me factor out of my bookshelf right now, <laughs> and I'm guessing that there's got to be a, a few helpful hints in your book. And I'm trying to remember some, but I, I think I've read the book about three times, but I use it more as a reference guide than a, mm-hmm. a book where I'm going to sit down a little bit. But anything in the book that would be really helpful for people when it comes to working smart, not so much harder? Well, I, I think the book itself is is a whole system in itself. Like So, so it's a, it's a, the book is a system, and within the book, there are several systems, subsystems, I guess, for how to make some of this stuff uh, come to life in your in your world. Um, so the whole idea of the me factor as, uh, as a whole is that, um, we need to build some way to consistently look after ourselves and make sure that we're okay. In the book, I talk about the story of the goose that laid the golden egg and the farmer that killed the goose because he won all the eggs at once. And that's, you know, kind of stupid, but we do that all the time because we, you know, we don't look after ourselves, and we are the goose, and we produce the golden eggs in our lives. But we are also the farmer. We're the ones that you know either feeds us or kills us, right? And yeah. so the 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 me factor as a whole is a system to make sure that we're feeding the goose. We want to make sure that we're okay, so that we can keep doing the things that are important to us. But more, but but more importantly, also be there for the people that are important to us and treat them well and be around to see the kids grow up and have good relationships and that sort of thing. So that system is one that I came to because I had burnt myself out personally a few times. And, you know, it's a struggle to like when you're in the moment and you have to make a decision as to what to do, or, you know, you just sort of get busy with life. It can be a real struggle to remember, Oh yeah, I should try to get some extra sleep or, you know what? I haven't connected with my friends for a while or, Oh man, you know, I, I really should take care of my finances. We, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle to think about that stuff when you're in the middle of it. So having that system to say, okay, 
every day I get up, I do this, I do that, I do that. And these things I do once a week, these things I do once a month. And if I continue working this system, I don't really have to think about it anymore. I just have to follow the system. And that's what I mean by working smarter and not harder because trying to think your way through a lot of these issues, even if it's all positive and proactive in terms of you know doing things for yourself or self-care, that adds a bit of strain. It takes some energy to do that. So we want to, we're all about reducing stress, not adding stress. So, so understanding there is a system and then using the system or building your own system if you want um, really can help you just feel better and help your life flow in the way that it needs to flow without you having to put a whole lot of effort into it. When I hit the age of 12, my dad started saying, look, we've got to start getting you into habits. Mm-hmm. We need to get you into repetition. And I couldn't quite get my head wrapped around that at age 12. Now there's a 13-year-old in this household, and he never puts his keys in the same spot twice. And so he's continually losing his house key. Right. And and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what you're forcing your brain to do is you're forcing your brain to work way harder. Why not just get used to putting your keys on a hook in your bedroom or in a little basket in the same place just start getting yourself into a bit of a habit so Uh you're not spending or wasting 10 minutes every day 10 valuable minutes where you could be sitting on the back deck relaxing Uh instead you're racing around trying to find your keys and it didn't make sense to me when i was 12 but boy when i take a look at it now um (laughs) i was uh my dad was bang on about it it's it's so important just to he, he used to say good habits start now yeah and if you get into good habits now, I just think it makes life so much easier later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's funny, and that's a great example, right? Putting your keys in the same spot every time on a hook or in a basket or whatever, right? So that it, it, that little thing, one is a little system, thing, it's right? just one it's little system. thing. Yeah, and so a system doesn't have to be this big complex thing, but it, it, that's that's a system, and it's it, like talk about leveraging, you know, your life. So, you know, if you spend, if you take that 10 minutes in a week, that's more than an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's just in terms of the time. But in terms of wear and tear on your brain and your body, stressing out, trying to find your keys, especially if you're in a hurry, if you're late for something and you try to find your keys, then it's going to take you more than 10 minutes. It's going to take you longer because you're stressed. So, yeah, that's like, and, and, and the, the problem is, Bren, that these little stresses, can't find my keys. Where'd I put my, my coat? Um, my, you know phone, I mean? my phone, my where's phone, where's my phone? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, these things add up. And so in a day, if you've got, okay, I started off, can't find my keys. So I had to look for my phone. So now I'm late. Uh, I, geez, I didn't park properly. I hope I don't get a ticket. Um, do you know what I mean? All these oh, yeah. little things add up. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted just because you don't have a couple systems set up so that, you make your life easier. So my dad basically gave me an owner's manual when I was 12, uh-huh. and it didn't make complete sense to me then, and I see it now with a 13-year-old. However, when I look back on it now, I think to myself, man, having the owner's manual and then setting up a mental dashboard uh-huh. has really been helpful for me, and it takes a lot of the stress off of me. You talk to a lot of people, and I'm guessing they've probably gone through the same thing, gone down the exact same road as that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you think about buying a car or electronic piece of electronics or whatever, 
if you pull out the owner's manual, you understand how the thing works, right? And you understand how to take care of it, frequently asked questions, all that stuff, right? You you have the ability to get the most out of that thing that you've purchased. Uh, the problem is we don't come with a manual for ourselves, unfortunately, but we can build one. And that's one of the things in the system, in the, the me factor that I, I teach people is how to build your own owner's manual so that you know how to, how you work and you can get the most out of yourself. Because if you do that, one of the main pieces in an owner's manual is care for your product. How do you look after this? What's the scheduled maintenance? What do you need to do to keep things running the way that you want them to run to get the highest performance? And so, so that is one of, that's another system. Um, writing down, putting together, thinking about what, what makes me tick? What makes me run? Uh, you know, it's funny. I did a workshop today for a financial services company and we actually went through this with them and their, uh, their employees and talking about what are the, you know, the seven me factors that you need to look after in order to have a balanced life. So we went through them and, and, you know, one of them is a physical, physical. So, you know, what do we need to do to look after ourselves physically? Well, if I could get into the habit, if I can build a system to make sure I get eight and a half hours of sleep a night, awesome. That's going to be one of the foundational things that I can do. If there's a system I have for exercise, one of the things I've been working on, Bryn, is being consistent. And you talked about building a habit, being consistent and building a habit of exercising every day. So my system is that I have my workout stuff in my basement. So what I do is I set my alarm, I get up, I stumble downstairs and I just start, <laughs> right? I know the night before what I'm going to do that the next day. So I have everything set up. So I don't have, I, I can't talk myself out of it. I don't have to think my way through it. I just go and do it. And once I start, it's flowing, right? And the, the nice thing is that since I've been doing that, it actually feels weird when I don't do it. It's starting to become a habit where it feels really normal when I do do it, but when I don't do it, I feel a little out, a little out of sorts, a little off. But but that's just one example of a system. And so the you know the book has many. The, the owner's manual you got like physical, uh, emotional, spiritual, financial, um, social, intellectual, and a sense of purpose. And those are the seven me factors that are built into that system to make sure that you know. At least once a week, you should be getting some of those. Some of those things, it's once a day. You have to feed those areas of yourself. The nice thing about it is that there are some activities, such as, let's say, you do yoga with a friend in a park, okay? So that one act, you're going to get, you know, you're, you're, get some social because you're connecting with a friend. Right. You can get some physical because it's a physical exercise. You can get some a sense of emotional and maybe even spiritual because you're outside, you're in the park, or you know, if you if you do some meditation around yoga, it can be that way. It can even be intellectual if yoga's a new thing for you and you do a little bit of research, right? So in that one activity, you hit five areas and feed those five areas of yourself. And and you know, this is the whole idea of working smart, right? How can we get the biggest bang for our buck and get the most out of our lives to make sure we're in the right state to get high performance? Well, this is, this is one of those ways, but this is also something that if you don't know, you don't know that you don't know. Right. And right. this is, this is why it's great for people to, you know, continually learn, check out different things and, you know, um, look at systems that might help 
run their lives a little bit better. Yoga scares me because you you bend. I'm not good at bending. Hey, uh, before we go any further, this is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We talk about stress here, and there's a lot of different ways of getting stress and a lot of great ways of getting rid of it. You can check us out online at askdrgans.com. Doctor, by the way, is spelled D-R. And also, you can check us out on Twitter. Here's the handle. It is ask at, sorry, it's at askdrgans. So that's a couple of ways. And we'll get into the book uh, and how you can pick up the book in, in a few moments. Okay, so it's one thing to work with a 13-year-old and start to develop good habits now. But there's an old expression that, and it is, it is an old expression, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I'm an old dog. So getting into good positive habits that maybe I should have got into in my 20s or 30s, how do we reprogram a little bit? How do we get our, our system... Uh, how do we fix our dashboard a little bit if we're now driving a new model vehicle? Right. Well, I mean, the first thing is recognize, like, I, I do think the, the first first thing that we all need to do is recognize that it's a smart thing. Um, it's no sense trying to build something because, oh, well, somebody says this is a good thing I should do, so I should probably do it, right? There has to be the, the your own personal motivation for why you're making this change. Because, you know, look at change is hard, Right. Um, anytime we do things out of our regular routine, it feels wrong. Uh, it feels like a little bit of a struggle. So, um, it is the, the, why you're making the change is important because it's going to keep that motivation up to, to help you get through the tough parts of, uh, of change. So that's the first thing. Then the next thing is just understand, have a reasonable expectation for what it's going to take. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of these changes, uh, especially when you're dealing with like self-care or some of these different things, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of effort. Like it's not a lot of energy necessarily, but it takes time because, you know, depending on how old you are, uh, we've been doing this for, you know, decades for many of us, right? We've been doing it the same way for decades. And um, so the better, the more you do something, where you practice it, the more permanent you are with it or the better you get at it. Right. Sure. So when you're building a new habit or, or practicing to work a new system, you have to understand that that's going to take some time. So there's a, there's a fairly, the, the, the biggest investment is upfront. Once you make the decision, once you figure out your motivation, then the investment of like willpower is that's where it starts up front. But the beauty of this is if you can also, set up a system for practice, then your system does most of the heavy lifting for you. So if the system is, all right, every day I'm going to get up. Let's say, let's say, let's say you want to, uh, like read the book. Okay. And it's, you have struggles because you know, you're busy and the kids are coming in or whatever. Right. Yeah. But if you set up a system that says, okay, my system is this, I'm going to get up five minutes early and I'm going to read for five minutes. And that's my system. It doesn't have to be anything bigger than that. But every day you start to get up and you read for five minutes, you know, in like a month or two, you will have the book read, right? If you want to say like me, like working out, I work out in the morning. So the system is I set my alarm. I go downstairs before, like the night before I set out all my stuff. I know exactly what I'm going to do. So then when my alarm goes off, I just go down and do it because I have the system. I don't need as much motivation, I don't need to have to have willpower to say, okay, well, I came home from work. I'm kind of tired. <sighs> I probably should work out, but 
Oh man, maybe I'll work out tomorrow. That reclining chair is looking pretty appealing. Yeah, I, I well, think that we've and all the bowl been ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing too here, we're talking about work smart, not hard. Some people, when they hear that it's easy or not hard, they think that they're cutting corners. And I think it's important that we tell people that it's not so much cutting corners; it's just making sure that you, if you've got a plan in place. And you execute that plan; it just takes so much off your pl- off your plate, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, it's, it's leverage, right? Okay, so so let's. I, I get it. Cutting corners, you know, we've taught not to cut corners. Take your time, right? But let's think of it this way: If I give you a choice that you can give me a dollar and I'll give you two dollars back, right? And that's a pretty good deal. So you might give me twenty dollars and I give you forty dollars back, and say, okay, that's a that's a great deal, right? But what if I give you a choice between, you know, $2 back on $1 or $20 back on $1? Which would you take? It's a no-brainer for me. Right. Of course. Right. And, and I'm you not want, good at math. The, <laughs> right. You want the higher leverage. You want to be able to get 20 bucks for every dollar you put in. Yeah. Well, that's all this is. So it's, but instead of, instead of actual like money, instead of actual like physical currency, your currency is time or effort or stress. And so using um, a system like the me factor or the me factor systems in the book, um, you're, you're getting more for less. You're putting in $1 and you're getting two, $300 back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and, and I'm not, you know, we, we used money, but I'm not really exaggerating when I say you can get more dollars back than you put in because, Actually, I was talking to one of my coaching clients today, and um, she gave me permission to use this. Right, and she she was saying that you know since since she started working with me, um, she's seen her business be more streamlined. She's seen herself make better decisions, uh, be more open to opportunity, be able to um, have better relationships with her staff. Um, all these things, so less staff turnover, for example. So. You know, it's not like you buy the book and the book comes with like five dollars in it or whatever, right? Right. Or, or you, you know, you you um you hire me and I give you like a like cash back or anything like that. But your life turns around and you start creating or finding or um, seeing more money coming in, or you spend less money, right? Um, you might because you put your keys at the same place every day, you're going to get fewer tickets because you're not like racing to work. Right, and you're not going to get as many photo radar tickets or whatever. So, right. just little things like that really do have legitimate, uh, hard, um, real world payoffs just by spending some time developing some systems. There's a great line on the back of the book, too, by the way, and it says, "The harder the work, the greater the reward." And uh, I, I, I firmly believe that. And let's tell everybody how they can get a hold of the book, though, shall we? Sure. So yeah, you can, so you can get the e-copy at the website and that is askdrgans.com, askdrgans.com. And yeah, you get, get the e-copy and uh, you can download that and start looking at it. What's interesting about that quote is that that's what we believe. But what the research actually says is that that's yeah. not the case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's kind right. of why it caught my attention because I'm going... Exactly. There's got to be an easier way to do this where it just takes a little bit of the strain off. And that's kind yeah. of what this topic on this podcast is all about today. So, 
Well, and what's interesting is, and, and you know, I, I mentioned this to you maybe a couple of weeks ago, Brent. I'm actually putting together a program called Leap. And this program is, uh, I guess it's, I would say it's a system of systems. So it's a system to help you make this system and all this other good stuff that we have in the Me Factor. It's a system to help you make that into a habit. And actually, I think that's the next episode we're going to do is all about habits. But, but you know, as your dad had told you, if you can develop a habit, life is simple. Life is much easier. It's far less stressful. So if you can make self-care and all of the psychological principles that make life easier, make relationships work better, make you more productive, more, more successful, if you could do that and have that as your like natural way, your default setting, that would be kind of cool. And so this is why I wanted to develop this particular program for people because it, you know, we can read a book, we can go to a seminar, we can even, even go see a psychologist or a coach, but it helps to have something to keep you going in between sessions and to make it, you know, to, to really entrench it. So it becomes natural and automatic for you. Looking forward to it. That's coming up on our next podcast. And we're at a time already. This is just blown by. I, I've been very, As very always. surprised. Yeah, we, we could uh, we could talk all day and have done so on occasion. <laughs> uh, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. And by the way, we love the feedback that you give to us. So drop us a line. Our mission here is to help as many people as possible. So we need people to share our message with other people, do we not? Absolutely. Share it, share the podcast, let people know about it, but also share what you learn because not only is it good for them, but it helps you to really get the concepts yourselves. So yeah, absolutely. Send it out, share it, tell your friends. Retweet, whatever you got to do. And of course, we're also on Facebook. Uh, check out Ask Dr. Gans. The other thing too is uh, don't forget to check out all of our free resources as well, especially free giveaway. If you haven't already done so, as I just mentioned, Check out AskDrGans.com. That's AskDrGans.com. Doctor is D-R. Listen, thanks for your time today. And like I said, I'm pumped up about the next one. And uh, we'll check in with you soon, okay? Absolutely. Talk to you soon. All right. One, two, three. Listen. Listen.